Hi, this is Fat Mike from NoFX. Hi, I'm actress Ann Mahoney. Hey, friends, this is Hey Billy Jim. Hi, this is Kyle Dunbar from Ink Master, season three and four. Hey, this is Shoutout Joe Frog. Hey, everyone, this is Jessica Kiernan. Hey, it's Ryan. I'm Molly, and we're from Mother Mother. Hey, it's Shelby Chong, and I'm a Canadian from Vancouver. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, and a place to be right here listening to the Toddcat Podcast. When you're faced with adversity, how do you deal with it? Is it faced head on? Maybe ignore it and procrastinate till it goes away? Turtle and cry yourself to sleep? Everyone handles life differently. Personally, I'm a head on kind of guy. Tackle the big things in life first. It's the overwhelming things. And you'll love the story of this week's sporting guest, retired NHL center Dave Scatcherd. He's written a best selling book called The Comeback, which is all about overcoming adversity. A fifth concussion gave him a taste of death with slurred speech, headaches, traumatic brain injuries. In fact, doctors told him that was the future. I didn't care about the pain. Like I learned to like turn pain off so long ago that when I was trying to heal years later, I had to rewire the way my brain works so that I could actually heal because I could just mute the pain and turn it off and pretend it didn't exist. Joining retired pro hockey player Dave Scatcherd this week, you've seen her on Billions, American Crime Story, Lucifer, and more. Actress Kelly Dowdle is a guest. I like elbow my friend. I'm like, this is like the beginning part of where I'm going to be in. And I don't show up and it skips right over. And I was like, oh my God. And then it happened like seven more times. And then finally I'm in like two scenes in the movie, which is fine. It's great. It was a great start. Mm. But I, I remember walking out of that theater, being so mortified. We got a great week planned for you. First, let's get to the first of three guests, this week's musical guest, 311 bassist Peanut. That is brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They welcome podcasts, voiceover actors, bands, of course, and a lot more. Check them out through pineapplesound.com. Now, you'll know about 311 if you listen to any good rock radio station. They've been around since 1988 from Omaha, Nebraska. They're deep into their career. 13 studio albums, two live albums, four compilation albums, four EPs, four DVDs. They've built success over the years with songs in the top of the Billboard Hot Modern Rock charts platinum and gold albums over 10 million sold and yes their name comes from the police code for indecent exposure in omaha after their original guitarist was arrested for streaking we're going streaking we talked with 311 bassist peanut for almost 40 minutes and you can hear it now you can see it at our itunes spotify soundcloud youtube accounts they're all at toddcast podcast like who gave him the nickname Peanut? Uh, my friend Boyd Cameron in Omaha. When we were we were actually like in a garage band together, um, we did a we did a performance of Bauhaus. We did uh, I think we did Stigmata Martyr, which is a com- very dark song, and we played it for like the committee that was going to decide whether or not we would be allowed in the uh, talent show. And this was the year before I, I made it on stage. And we did great. We played the shit out of that song, but I think it was like the wrong choice. Like, you know, the public school wasn't into goth for some reason. I, I, don't, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, it didn't fly, but it was yeah. a lot of fun to play. And Boyd, Boyd's a huge influence in my life. And I miss that he's not more in it. And, uh, you know, the, it's like Stand By Me. It's like the kids that you have, the friends that you have when you're 10 or 12 are the best friends you'll ever have in your life. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys. And knowing that Peanut is only about a year younger than me, we got a bit nostalgic talking about, you know, having to wait for Rolling Stone magazine and spin and circus. You want to read about your favorite bands. Hey, there was no internet. TV shows were not released as a season and tech. Well, tech was basic. Um, you know, the, the, the first thing that I, I really remember about uh, digital media was the fact that we had a little Texas Instruments thing that you could program, you know, it was like kind of, you know, like, I don't know, you if you spoke DOS or whatever, you could make it do shit. And yeah. my brother wrote a code from a book, but wrote a code uh, that made a ball. And then, oh, that's kind of cool. It's good reflection. Yeah, made these balls on my arm and then uh, and then made them bounce. 
like on, on the screen. It was so cool and it blew my mind. And then, you know, we were playing like adventure, you know, where you're a, a, a fucking brick running around this, you know, <laughs> this maze where everything's the same looking room where they change colors and the door's on a different side or it's top on the, yeah. So, and that was fun too, you know, finding like that Easter egg that was the, uh, one of the programmer or designers names is like the first Easter egg in, in any video game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that kind of type of shit. And then, you know, we had great arcades in, in Omaha um, that I still weep that they're not there anymore uh, because I'd love to take my kids there to the you know, loud ass smoky. <laughs> I know. Right. Just big yeah, roll of quarters and way we go. Yeah. So much fun. So yeah, it was stuff like that. It's pretty typical 80s stuff. I was born in 74. Yeah, we really got into it with Peanut, uh, talking about the shows that he was currently binge-watching, how the Eagles and the Muppets play into his childhood. We talked about basketball and F1 racing. And which is it? Is it Marvel or DC? Oh, that's easy. It's easy. I've had had this Punisher symbol on me since 93. Nice. Yeah. So... So the the conservative <laughs> yahoos that want to take it over. There you go. They, they better know that this progressive has been a Punisher fan for way longer. Nice. Yeah, it was. And I've got a, I've got a bunch of bunch of comics too. I've got like a a box full of stuff that you yeah, know, every once in a while I see how it's not really earned much money. <laughs> but maybe someday. <laughs> I, I know, right? I, like I, as a kid, you're like, "Fuck, I'm gonna be so fucking rich." Woo! And I love it, you know, yeah. blood and guts and money. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So <laughs> did you like the Punisher uh, series on Netflix? Yes. That was the right? first time they got it right. I, I was yeah, always, same. I was always of the mind that they were never going to be able to pull it off unless it was like animated to like kind of do the, just do the gnarly as, yeah. as gnarly as it needed to be done. Like, especially so, the, 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 that was it six issue, the limited, uh, the limited series, six issue. A Punisher card, a comic book as a kid, like, fuck, right. dude, that was violent, man. Those first six, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what got me started. Uh, a friend of mine that was a neighbor uh, had a had a poster up and was a comic book freak, and uh, yeah, I don't, I think he, I think he gave it to me when I moved, and then when I when I uh, got to LA, I started picking up comics just out of boredom, more or anything, and you know, some you could buy for, a yeah. Couple yeah, yeah. And get a collection. And uh and you had to wait for new ones to come out too, you know. That was that was kind of awesome. And uh yeah, it just came like a little minor obsession. And it was really it was so much, you know, like about the stories and the art, you know, it's just some just amazing kind of world to fall into. But yeah, I've always been more Marvel. But I think my my favorite comic book is a DC comic called uh um it was like it was the Arkham Asylum um oh. by Batman. Yeah, it was, uh, and you know it's, it was a thick graphic novel where uh, Batman goes into the asylum, and I, I think he gets you know he does mushrooms and runs into all the you know all the enemies, and it's just he ends up like walking out with the Joker arm in arm as they've kind of reconciled their they're not that reconciled, but they they understand that they need each other, I, and I love that dynamic with Batman and Joker. So yeah, there's there's enough for both, but uh, yeah, Marvel gets the edge up on me. Although that Batman comic kind of changed my life, you know, that, that art was, it was kind of a, it was like photographic and, and drawn kind of mixed medium style. And then, you know, throwing in those hallucinogens and that, you know, that, that conflict kind of resolved. It's like, God, you, you had me at, you had me at fucking page one. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com. Not ready to sing this song. They say the writing's on the wall.
are absolute masters of riffage. The band is dead quiet, and the song is off their latest album called Truth and Ruin. That song is called Forever Unsung, and you're just, what, a few days away now from their show at the Rickshaw Theater, Maine and Hastings, Vancouver, this Friday, November 6th, Dead Quiet, Brass, Heron, and Empress. And how good is it to see more and more shows being booked up? As far as a local indie show, that is top drawer. Coming up in just a few minutes, in Listen to This, retired NHL defenseman Brent Sopel talking about starting up his foundation and the good that that's doing. That is powered by our friends at Tedco RV Supplies out in Langley, RV Service and Repair, ICBC accredited. Find them on Facebook and also on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, the second of three Toddcast guests is this week's sporting guest, retired NHL center and the comeback author, Dave Scatcherd. Now, if you follow the NHL, chances are you'll know Dave. He played the game for like 14 years. The Canucks, the Islanders, Bruins, Coyotes, the Predators, the Blues, born in Hinton, Alberta, growing up in Salmon Arm, BC. Good small town Canadian kid, an exciting player to watch on the ice, a bit of a grinder, a two-way player. And you saw him call it a day on Twitter back in August of 2011. As mentioned off the top, his fifth concussion left him with slurred speech, headaches, brain injuries. For many people, that would be it. That's now life. But Dave Scatcherd isn't like most people. With help from top coaches and healers and energy workers, Dave transformed himself into a best-selling author. Yeah, man, we're bestseller now. You can't take that away from me ever again. Amazon That's amazing. Bestseller. I know. It's uh, we, we were lucky we had... We had a, almost all three. So uh, on Amazon, we had our Kindle book at one. We had our paperback at two. And like, it was funny because like Gretzky and Messier are down like eight, nine. <laughs> like I'm like, that's the first time I'll ever, and only time I'll ever be ahead of those guys in anything. So the fact that we had our book ahead there when we launched, and we had a lot of momentum leading up to the launch. So that was nice. And and then once, once we grabbed that bestseller um, status, then, you know, it doesn't really you try to stay on the list as long as you can. And right. we're still, we're still on there, but um, every review helps every, like I'm learning all these things, like every review helps every type of sale. So like I'm finishing the audiobook right now. And when you sell an audiobook, it actually counts as a book sold, you know, the ebook counts as a book sold, the paperback counts and they're all priced differently and stuff like that. But each one counts as a book. Yeah. You really should pick up Dave's book, the comeback, my journey through heaven and hell, Talk about a super inspirational story. Just amazing. Truly amazing. We talked to Dave for just over an hour long. You can hear it. You can see it. We did it on Zoom on our social media platforms, all at Toddcast Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Loved when he was talking about getting some of the best career advice from Tim Hunter, how the Beach Boys were his first concert. That would be a good one. Talked about binge-watching Succession and the nostalgia of growing up in the 80s and some of the best and worst NHL pranks. A uh, great one was, I think, I think it was Todd Bertuzzi and Brad May. I think. We're going back and forth a lot one year, and it was getting worse and worse. And Maisie, I think, had just bought a brand new BMW, like big purchase for him. And uh, he, he, he was really proud of that car. And one of the guys, I think it was Bert, went and got tons of popcorn from like GM plays, like bags, like giant, huge, huge, huge bags. Yeah. And when practice was going on, he, he um, paid one of the trainers to go and unlock Maisie's car. So when he came off the ice, he could he didn't have to grab the keys or do anything. And he went and opened up the sunroof and he just poured all these giant, huge bags of buttered popcorn like in his whole car and filled it up. So like from the from the wheel well, like from the from the brakes and the pedals all the way to the top of the sunroof, it was all popcorn. You couldn't see any seats, you couldn't see anything. It was hilarious. And then wow. And and, and Maisie was rattled and he's like, why'd you have to get like buttered stuff? Like, he's like, I can't get this stuff out of my car. 
I saw some other ones where guys, and this is like minor leagues and stuff, but I saw um, one guy put a fish in a guy's trunk underneath the little carpet and just like put it back down. And um, the guy was like looking around his car. He couldn't find it anywhere. He couldn't find the smell. He's looking under the seats. He's like, losing it and it got worse and worse and worse as the season went on and guys wouldn't even ride with him in his vehicle anymore he's like i've looked everywhere i don't know what's going on i don't know where the smell's coming from basically ruined his car yeah uh what did brad may do to to bertuzzi to get him back do you know oh because dude that's like that's game on yeah no it got it got really um that the team had to stop it because it started to get like a little bit like over the top. And I honestly, yeah. I'm trying to think, I mean, I remember a couple of times guys dress shoes being drilled into the bench. So like <laughs> you go to lift your dress shoes off of the bench after the game and they're like screwed into the bench. There's a hole right through your $800 Gucci shoes and they're yes. like sitting there. So another one, um, this happened in the minors and it was a roommate. I'm not going to say, but actually if you read the book, you'll know who it is. He took a <laughs> he took a crap in a box and then froze it in uh, our freezer at our place in the miners and then mailed it with wrapping paper around it in the mail to a fellow friend of ours on another team. So he gets this like birthday gift. <laughs> he goes to open it up and it had thawed thawed out over those two or three days of shipping. And uh, that was his gift. So, oh I mean, I, I could stay here for hours telling, like, yeah. th- there's so many funny things. I, I, I've seen rooms be, like, completely upside down. Like, the beds are all upside down. The lamps da- the, down, desk, yeah, yeah. the lamps, the TV, like, everything. I'm like, how do they do that? Like, everything is totally upside down. Wow. Uh, I've seen beds moved out of the hotel room and in the hallway. So you come back after like late dinner, something is 12 or one o'clock in the morning and you see somebody's in the, bed the middle of the hallway. You're like, what? Yeah, as always, we got into a lot of stuff with Scatchard, uh, like randomly meeting Snoop Dogg in a restaurant or a bar here in Vancouver, seeing Eminem and Dr. Dre in concert, the best times he had as a Vancouver Canuck. He talked about his friendship with Jeremy Roenick, how Kiss and CCR played a role in the early days, and realizing your true potential. I never thought that I would not make it. Like, really, it's so weird. Like my dad made me read a book called many are called and few are signed. And it was by this goalie. And it just, this is an old book. Like I was probably 10 years old when I read the book, but it was such a good move by my dad because it kind of told me the reality of my chances of making it to the NHL. Like it's really, really almost impossible. Yeah. But my dad would ask me these cool questions. Like, I'd be like, dad, that'd be so amazing if I could play. And he's like, well, what do you think you'd have to do to get there? And like, he'd make me go in my brain and like draw out a roadmap on what it was going to take. So I was like, well, I'm definitely not strong enough. I'm definitely not big enough. My shot's not hard enough. I don't skate fast enough. I have to be quicker, faster, stronger. Da, 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 da. And he goes, okay, cool. So what's, thing you, what's one thing you could do today that would like help you? have a better chance, like improve on some of that stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm young. I don't really have weight equipment, but I could run. I could exercise. I could shoot pucks in the backyard. And then I started this routine where I'd shoot hundred pucks a day in my backyard, like my whole freaking childhood, like, like literally, I don't know how many thousands of pucks I had to have shot, but there were days where I'd stay out there for like three or four hours. Just shoot. I had blisters on my hands. Like I didn't care. And I was like, just, it was like, <laughs> I told my wife the other day, like, <clears throat> I think most pro athletes have a little bit of obsessive compulsive behavior or something. Cause they will do things beyond what a rational, normal person would do. And like, still do it. Like, like, Again, I, I think I even put this in the book. I said something like, <clears throat> if I was out shooting pox and my mom and dad called me in for dinner 
like I wouldn't just drop my stick and go in. I'd say, I can't go in until I shoot like 10 off the crossbar and down and in the net and they have to be in order. And if I miss one, then I got to start all over again at zero. And like you do that enough times, your shots can be pretty damn accurate. And as a kid, like, you know, I was pretty fast, but I didn't really have dangles, but I had a great shot. And that shot carried me through all the way into the NHL when I ended up scoring 27 goals one year and led the others in goals. Um, if it wasn't for that shot, I don't think, uh, and, and a lot of my teammates all knew it. And I was always in the top, like fairly high percentage of shooting percentage in the league, but because I never played 20 minutes a night or wasn't really playing on the first or second line very much, like it kind of went under the radar. People didn't really realize, but my teammates and the goalies that I played with always knew like how accurate my shot was. So yeah, that was, I just continue to play these games with my <laughs> play these games with myself and my psychology. Uh, and that was how my confidence started to grow. And then you're right at 12 years old, I, I ended up going to main camp with St. Albert saints uh, and I'm playing against 16 to 20 year old kids and they're all huge and hairy and like grown up men. And I actually like somehow pulled it off and played pretty damn good. And that was sort of when all the scouts started like buzzing about who's this kid, like what's he doing? And that was kind of the first time where I'm like, okay, I just played against like, you know, kids that were drafted to the NHL and like kids that are like superstars. And like, I was on the same ice as them at 12 and I didn't get, I didn't get killed. And I scored a few goals and like, I'm like, Holy smokes. Like, not that I could, well, I might've been able to play in that league at 12. I mean, I think over the course of the season, I, I, I would have been really hard because I was so little, but um, my skill level was almost there at 12 where I could play with these junior players and stuff. And I'm like, okay, maybe I got a shot at this thing. Red Truck Beer, delivered fresh. The official beer of the Toddcast podcast.
The Toddcast Podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. If you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, you'll know retired defenseman Brent Sopel from his time with the team in the mid-90s through the mid-2000s, was drafted to the team in 1995, traded to the New York Islanders 2005, then traded back to the Canucks for the 2006 season, went on to Chicago where he won the Stanley Cup in 2010, played with the Kings, the Thrashers, the Canadiens, and when Brent was a guest, we talked about his first hockey memory as a kid growing up in Saskatchewan. Aliens and UFOs came up. We talked about the albums that he would need on a deserted island, legalized marijuana, and his sobriety. We talked about realizing potential, winning the Stanley Cup. He shared a near-death story. And Brent talked about creating the Brent Sopel Foundation after retiring from pro hockey. They promote and raise money for youth with dyslexia. A great cause. Listen to this. Yeah, I started my foundation uh, a couple of years ago. You know, I found out 10 years ago that I'm dyslexic. And, uh, you know, through that, you know, through my struggles, uh, I decided to, you know, start my own foundation. And a lot of it's for, for advocating and, uh, you know, helping get teachers trained in Wilson Reading and Orton-Gillingham. And, but, you know, um, I always say I'm to change the world. But before I can do that, I can educate. I got to educate the world. I only think about 20% of the population actually know what dyslexia is. And what's the percentage, do you know, offhand of the people that actually are dyslexic? My brother, my older brother is for sure. Yeah, it's, it's one in five. So 20%. 20% of the people. And it's hereditary. So autism is one in 65 and not hereditary. Hmm. So, it's, it, you know, you just keep passing on, you know, it keeps going and going and going. So it's it's not going anywhere. It's uh, you know, something that you're born with. You can't take a shot or a pill or anything. It is what it is. So are you are you raising money? Is there a way for that to be fought? Like how do they how do they fight this? Well, yeah, you know, I'm obviously raising money so that I can advocate for these kids. And you know, when you're talking about twenty uh, percent of the population, it doesn't matter what uh, where you're from. It doesn't race, gender, sex. It doesn't matter if you're Russian or Chinese or Japanese or or you know Canadian. It it affects everybody. So you know, raise the money so I'm able to, to go to schools and able to advocate for these kids and get them to uh, understand what, uh, you know, what their goals are and what their strengths and weaknesses are. And uh, I've been up the White House speaking, you know, a couple times and then to go cool. back up there whenever I can get back up there with everything going on. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at TedcoRVSuppliesInc.com. Tell me all your secrets, you said. Showing up half cut at 3 a.m. I can't keep going through the motions. Just every lie at the end. There's no sense in running around pretending like we're gonna stick it out. Oh, but it's still her that I crave.
without a doubt, they are one of the best bands here in Vancouver. Winter Youth, and their song is called Half Cut, easily one of our favorite local indie bands. Haven't talked to Kaz and Emily, guitarist and singer in the band, I guess it's been a while now, but hoping that the pandemic has kind of given them time to work on new music, and we'll be hearing that sooner than later. Hey, you never know, right? Played you a band called Good Is Gone, and their song was called Tall in the Saddle. And if you're going like, who is that? Why do I recognize that guy's voice? It's because it's Matt Wood, the drummer, singer of Pride Tiger, who are, of course, one of Canada's best rock bands of all time. Right before COVID paused the entertainment world, we kind of talked to Matt and said, hey man, you want to play a podcast show for us? And of course, well, we're now in limbo. We've, we've reached out to the railway the Roxy, the Hollywood Theater here in Vancouver. And sooner or later, you'll start seeing more and more podcast shows again. I can't wait for that, but uh, who knows when that timeline's going to be. Now, speaking of live music, find local shows with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. Like next week, Wednesday, November 10th, you can catch the Boom Booms at the Hollywood Theater. That is going to be a great show. I heard it's almost sold out. Slowly but surely, the scene is coming alive if you're playing a show or maybe you're going to check one out if it's indie tell us about it we will post it at our website we get around 3,000 visits a day who says no to free promo that's brought to you by mystic rhythms rehearsal studios if you need a pro jam space the rhetorical question that always is answered with a big yes 40 plus years experience in the music industry find out more about them through mystic rhythms Okay, our final guest of episode 258 is actress Kelly Dowdle, this week's entertainment guest, brought to you by Sacred Meds, the best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. You can also find hash, CBD oil, bath bombs, vaporizers, edibles. It's insane. Use the code TODDCAST for 10% off your order through sacredmeds.com. You'll best know, I think we mentioned this off the top, you'll best know Kelly from Billions, American Crime Story, Lucifer. She was also in Scandal Made Me Famous, Big Mama's House 2 as well. She's in the upcoming film Three Days Rising, and more recently, she just released a new single called Mama Said under the new name Kelly Monroe. I have to thank... you know, talking about that dark and light thing, right? It's like we, we go through through life so fast and, and you get in such a routine that I think COVID really made all of us not only stop and slow down, but look at all the skeletons, all the nooks and crannies, all the dark, all the places that we've been hiding and mm-hmm. limiting ourselves. And music was that for me. It was like tucked away deep down in here, back behind this thing. And this, you know, like little chamber (laughs) of my heart, just in the depth of my soul, just hiding down in there. And, you know, I've always like dreamed of being on stage and singing, but I've just never, I guess it's always just been kind of like, I don't know, it's just a childhood afterthought, but somehow film and TV was always like tangible. And the only thing I can break it down to is like, I think I just kind of, always correlated singing to like the deepest part of my soul, like being seen, you know, like vulnerability. Yeah. Like TV and film is like, you're playing a role, you know, it's not really you. So, so to answer your question, I mean, I, I was single during COVID. I still am single again. If anyone's wondering, um, I had no dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had no, no partner, no dog, no kids nothing. And so when this hit, it was like, at first I was kind of like, well, this shit's going to pass, you know, whatever. And then it got really serious. And I think it really forced me to look at all, I mean, to, to put it bluntly, all the places that I've been hiding, you know, and like not really showing up for myself in the best way possible. And that big wake up call was singing for me. And I was like, you know what, on the other side of this, I am going to do everything I can to give myself the opportunity to be seen this way and share my voice with the world because really it's about the lyrics. I love, um, you know, Mm -hmm. just being a lyricist and writing. And I really think, you know, the most powerful way to send a message to the world is the music, you know? 
Quick background, Kelly is from Texas, where she went to the University of Texas, has an undergraduate degree in radio, TV, and film. She is just a natural. I think we talked for a little bit over 40 minutes. It's posted now. You can hear it. You can see it. Another Zoom chat at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube accounts. We talked about a lot of stuff. She shared a super creepy near-death story, talking about binging you and Squid Game. Well, she didn't see Squid Game, but I I have. I recommended it because that series, if you haven't seen it, is absolutely crazy. She talked about Martin Scorsese and superpowers and the last place that she'd vacationed. Um, I did go to Italy over the summer. I snuck out. This is one cool thing about being single. I feel like you can just kind of like sneak in places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, do you want to go? I do. Great, let's go. Yeah, like we've got a third wheel passport. You do you want to go? It's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Great. Um, but no, I went to Italy by myself, actually. And that was really profound and beautiful, especially musically. I mean, mm-hmm. God, I've traveled all over the world and it's amazing how it's inspiring my music. Um, just writing okay. about certain. Yeah, just the way you feel in certain places like you can't. You can't. You know, you can't describe certain emotions except I can when I'm traveling for some reason, you know, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and, and so you, you go there on your own. Mm-hmm. What's that like? I, I've never done that before. Like, have you ever done that before? What was that like? Yeah. So I started traveling. I was in a 10 year relationship like pretty early on. And when that ended, um, I just promised myself, I was like, okay, like who am I really? And what, and what is really like, what do I really want? You know? And I promised myself two things. I would go to dinner by myself and like date myself. And I would travel alone because you really, you really learn about yourself in those two situations because it's like the most traumatic, terrifying thing to eat alone. I don't know if you've ever done it before, but like, I'm talking about not at the bar, like a proper sit down dinner where like four times they come over and they're like, are you uh, is your guest? Ready? Are you expecting anyone? And you're <laughs> you're like, like oh, no. no, no. You know, and you, and you order wine and a nice meal, and people are looking at you like, oh my god, that poor girl. You know, yeah. It's it really hits all the all yeah, the. I mean, I, I've eaten on my own like that, but I've never, yeah, I've never traveled on my own. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, traveling is a. Uh, it's profound. I would highly suggest it before you, you know, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and as we always do, we tend to go further than what our guests are known for. Kelly remembers growing up with the music of Zeppelin, Tears for Fears, Hendrix, U2. Talked about going to an Amy Grant concert, modeling at the age of 14. And Kelly talked about the most famous person that she's met. Well, I mean, American Crime Story alone, I mean, that cast was incredible. Yeah. I mean, you had John Travolta and, you know, you had... Cuba Gooding, you had uh, David Schwimmer, you had, I mean, all-star cast. Um, but like, personally, I, oh, well, I, I will tell you this story. I, okay, you're done with the ball. He's done with the ball. We're going to breathe on that one. Um, to me, everyone's just everyone, right? Like, I don't think of anyone as like, whoa, but yeah. I will tell you the star power that I felt with two different people. Um, I met JLo at a, at a dinner event Mm. and there's just her charisma and the way that she carries herself in a room, hands down, just star, star power. And I remember thinking like, I was taking notes because I was like, she, she, she just puts, she emits just like badass and just like strong and fierce, but like striking at the same time. Um, and she's stunning. Actually, like still stunned. Like stunning. how old is she? She's stunning. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning. She, and even her demeanor and the way she moves. And I've always thought her and Shakira are just like, like my two, you know, if I was ever going to be a lesbian, I would definitely be a lesbian lover with Shakira. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, uh, and then I think, you know, uh, older, like I've met a lot of really cool people, but I think again, star power, um, I met Shirley MacLaine oh. and she is just, she's probably the coolest woman I've ever met. Mm. 
I mean, she just is soulful and gives zero fucks. Oh, yeah. And she just has done it her way. You know, like when I think of the song My Way by Frank Sinatra, it's like Shirley MacLaine. You know, she just unapologetically. And I really, I love the longevity of her career. You know, to me, like the secret, like the thing that I want more than anything is just longevity, you know, with, with, with film and TV and with singing. It's like, that's all you could hope for. Toddcast Podcast Entertainment Guest Visits are powered by Sacred Meds, the best cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. Available online at sacredmeds.com. Use promo code TODDCAST at checkout for 10% off everything in store. This Pummeling song from a band called Poor Sport. It's called Tearing at the Seams. They are from the ashes of a band called No Liars, if you remember those guys. That's a band that we've played a bunch on the podcast. Had them come over from the island as well to play a couple, three shows for the podcast at the railway. But No Liars is now done, and you should turn your attention now to that new project. Again, they're called Poor Sport. I guaranteed once we get the podcast shows rolling again, we'll talk to those boys about, you know, getting them over to play again. Solid group of guys and I mean, literally, just a deadly, deadly band live. Looking forward to next week, retired WWE wrestler Robbie McAllister, one of the Highlanders, is a guest. Here he talks about the worst that he was hurt while wrestling. I would say the worst I ever was hurt was probably in my second match. Um, I just, I, I got up off the canvas and the guy was picking me up and all of a sudden my my knee just kind of popped and I thought that was right at the beginning of my career. And I thought I was done, but I just kind of worked through it the whole time. And I had a bad knee through, well, it wasn't that bad, but I made sure I, I, I did my best with it and kept protected. And I had it my whole career with a bad knee. Joining retired WWE wrestler Robbie Highlander next week, Enough's Enough bassist, Chip's Enough, and Penthouse Pets September 2021, Carolina White. That's a great week. Of course, wanted to give a big thanks to this week's guests as well, 311's bassist Peanut. Dude, thank you. As I told you, man, lifelong fan of your band and super cool to see you're as rad as I'd hope you would be. Retired NHL center and the comeback author Dave Scatcherd, same thing. Thank you for taking some time. Honored to have you as a guest doing some great things with your website, allstarcoaching.com. Very cool to see. And Billions, American Crime Story actress, and more, Kelly Monroe Dowdle. Thank you for joining us here in Hollywood North 
Of course, uh, looking forward to crushing a few beers with you next time you're in Vancouver. Had a great chat and can't wait to hear the rest of your music as well, rest of that album. And that's going to do it for this one, episode 258. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube as well. We're part of the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto too at deanblundell.com. Comment and rate the podcast. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Huge thanks to all of our stupendous sponsors. Links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. It's cheap. It's inexpensive. There's contact info at the homepage. If you help us find a sponsor, we will give you a commission based on the ad buy. If you know a business that gets online marketing, or maybe you run one, send them our way and we'll do the rest. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun. Play hard. And most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca.